Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is all about dynamic family leadership, becoming financially free, and leaving a profound legacy for our children. Do you want to learn how to make money through real estate investing? Get my new book on Amazon called True Legacy Wealth, Creating Generational Wealth Through Real Estate Investing. And then join our turnkey real estate investing program where we acquire, renovate, and manage for you. You purchase and prosper. Word your team in a package. Get a 45-minute complimentary consultation. Go to integrativeminds.com and schedule a time. The links are all in the show notes. And if you're looking for a speaker for your organization, event, or even your show, please contact me at info at integrativeminds.com to schedule a meeting time. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on rethinkradio.org, oneideaway.com, and Armed Radio. I have a wonderful guest today. Despite being in the midst of a recession and mortgage market collapse, she founded and made a resounding success of Udirect IRA Services. She discovered a strategic way to put her 20-plus years in mortgage banking, real estate, and property management to use. The solution was an untapped market for both her skills and for the investors, self-directed IRAs. If you don't know what it is, that's what we're going to talk about today. So through Udirect IRA, she has guided tens of thousands of Americans through the process of diversifying their investment using self-directed IRA. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Karen Hall. (laughs) Thanks, Jacqueline. I appreciate that. Self-directed IRA, a lot of people don't realize this is even in existence or they can do. They think that when they get into an IRA, they got to invest in the market, the stock market. You're here to demystify what, what they can do with an IRA and how you can help them diversify into real estate and other investment. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny because you've been able to self-direct an IRA for for like 44 plus years. Is that crazy? So it's nothing new. So why don't a lot of people know about it? I know, right? It, it, like, who knows why? But I, I think maybe it's because it, it's like a little section, like it's not even in the tax code, really. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. And so it was really initially only the wealthy that knew about this kind of loophole or this, uh, you know, fact, this unstated fact in the tax code. So here's here's what I'm talking about. Um, in 1974, the ERISA law was passed, Employment Retirement Income Security Act. Gerald Ford signed that. So if you were born after 1974, like which you probably were, so it's been around all your life. And this went to effect in 1975. And so from 1975, that's when IRAs were created, an IRA. And when IRAs were created, they said that you can invest in anything except life insurance contracts and collectibles, right? That's what that's what the IRS said. They don't they didn't say what you can invest in, just what you can't. Okay. So you've always been able to invest outside the stock market. But of course, then you know, big dollar uh, Wall Street, you know, so forth, took control of this, and people started investing in mutual funds and all these things. So yay and. But you've always been able to invest in alternative assets. And by that, I mean real estate. 
in all of its forms, like notes or land or um, even private placements that invest in real estate. Also, private placements that are investing in someone's business. Like if you have a friend opening a business, your IRA can be a debt or equity partner in that business. How do you like that? Wow. Yeah, your IRA can lend money. So if you know somebody who, I, I don't know, maybe has an opportunity, your IRA can be the bank and loan money. Uh, that's really cool. But all the proceeds, in fact, 100% of the proceeds must go back to the IRA that made the investment. So, And also 100% of the expenses of that asset have to be paid for by the IRA. So, you, you know, we could go through, you know, some examples. I'm happy to do that. So I'll just, you know, we'll yeah, go from there. Yeah. Give us some example right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, so say, say you, 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 there's this condo that you want to buy and it's right next to a college. You think, oh my gosh, what a great deal. I found this amazing deal. So, and I've got enough money in my old 401k. I'm going to roll it over and then I'm going to have my new self-directed IRA buy that condo and I'm going to rent it out to students. That's awesome. You can, your IRA can actually do that. The students would pay your IRA the rent. But then now we have to also think about some of the rules because the IRS lets these uh, proceeds come back tax-free in a Roth or tax-deferred in a different kind of account. So there are rules. So your IRA is going to invest in this condo. Now your IRA bought it. And now, um, now you're going to look for tenants. Well, who can rent that condo from your IRA? He, guess what? Not your children. Not your parents, grandparents, children, neither you nor your spouse. Uh, can invest or or can live in that property or rent it or have any personal use at all. You must keep it arm's length from what we call disallowed people. So it's your lineal ascendants and descendants. Parents and grandparents, you and your spouse, and then your children and grandchildren cannot have any use. It's, it's a prohibited transaction. So your IRA can invest in real estate. The money and the proceeds do come back to the IRA. They do come back tax-free or tax-deferred. There are exceptions. But then, um, and then you just continue to build your wealth in this way. It doesn't have to be real estate. It can be other things. It doesn't have to be brick and mortar. Again, it could be a loan, but, but this is generally how the process works. Okay. And can anyone do a self-directed IRA or a 401k? Actually, yeah, that's the great thing. Literally anyone who has active income can contribute to an IRA. And so now do you want to self-direct? That's another question. So when people open a self-directed IRA, most of the time, what they're doing is they've got a retirement account already, and they're just transferring money into it. They're doing a, they used to work maybe for the government, and they're going to roll over their 457, or they used to be a nurse or a teacher, and they're going to roll over their 403B, or they worked at a corporation, they're going to roll over their 401k, um, and others will do an IRA to IRA transfer. And when you do these custodian to custodian transfers or rollovers, that part, that's not taxable to move the money, not taxable. Okay, as long as it goes directly from custodian to custodian. So that's how you fund. That's how you fund the deal initially, uh, and then and that's where it comes from. So really, it's for anybody who's who wants to invest outside of the stock market, who has some knowledge of alternative assets, because this is not a place to experiment. You know, this retirement money, it's it's precious. It's hard earned. You had to save it. You had limits. You couldn't, you know, just send any amount away. So it's precious money, hard to replace. So you have to really make sure that you're doing your due diligence and making a good choice. Okay. What do you think the number one misunderstanding about self-directed IRAs are? There are a couple misunderstandings for sure. One is, let's just point out that it is self-directed. So we will do everything that we can do to help you, but it is self-directed and there are things we cannot do. So like when you're transferring money, we'll help you as much as we can, but you're current custodian will not talk to us. Like Just like I can't call the bank and say, hey, uh, can you tell me how much uh, Jacqueline has in her bank account right now? 
they won't tell me that. S similar when you're moving your money over. It's like, yeah, can you move Jacqueline's money over? And there's like, who are you? Uh, well, you know, well, we're, you know, a self-directed IRA company. They don't care. They only want to hear from you. So one of the things is that there people misunderstand what we can and can't do. Uh, only you can direct your funds. Okay, so that's important. Another huge misunderstanding is this, that you're going to take your self-directed IRA and use it for a down payment on a house. And this is, this will just set you totally in the wrong direction. So if your plan is, gosh, look, I found this property and I've got this much in my retirement account, that'll be the down payment. Then I'll go to the bank and I'll get a loan. I'll get a mortgage because I know how to get a mortgage on a house and that'll be the down payment. Well, guess what? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. There is no recourse against an IRA. A bank won't make that loan because it has to be made to the IRA. So there is a special kind of loan made to the IRA. We have a list of, of, of lenders that I'd be happy to share with your listeners. It's not a, a list of people we necessarily recommend. It's just, uh, or, or endorse, but it's, it's a list for your convenience, but it's called a non-recourse loan. And what it means is that the IRA is borrowing the money, not you. So it's not about your FICO. It's not about how long you've worked at your job. It's not about uh, you know any of those normal situations that you look at when, when someone's underwriting a loan. It's a loan made to the IRA account. So it's kind of like a commercial loan then. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a commercial loan. Exactly right. So if the IRA was to default, then the lender could only come against the asset, not against any other assets in the IRA and not against you personally, but only against the asset that they lent on. That's their limit. Now, here's another point to consider. It's incredibly important because going back to the misunderstanding that your IRA can be the down payment, your IRA can be a down payment on a non-recourse loan. So we've got that. But what you really need to know is if your IRA takes a non-recourse loan, then the income your IRA earns because of debt is taxable. Your IRA will be taxed. And that is like, what? I thought my IRA was tax-free and tax-deferred. Not always. So you know, you can, self-directed IRAs can really help you build your wealth as long as you know the rules so you can play the game to win, right? And factor out in advance, hey, this is my, the purchase price, my down payment, my closing costs, this is the rehab, property tax, you know, you just, you draw the, you draw the, the sheet, you know, the pluses and minuses of, of your deal. And when you come to it, maybe the tax won't be that much and, and you'll still make this huge return, it'll be great. But you just need to know that your IRA, if, if your IRA takes on non-recourse debt, your IRA will need to file a 990T tax form that your tax preparer, uh, you know, takes care of every year. So just so you know that and you've got it in your head ahead of time, then you then your expectations will be correctly set. Uh, so then since it's in your IRA, you can't take it out until you retire, right? No, you can have your IRA money anytime. You could have it today. But if you're under 59 and a half, um, not only is it likely taxable, but there will also be a penalty. Uh, so you're, it's very expensive money to take it out. It's always your money. But the question is, is there tax? Is there penalty? So, but after 59, then you can roll it out of the IRA. So then all the properties can be in your name then and not in the IRA anymore? Sure. So say you have a traditional IRA and now you're 59 and a half. If you wish, you can go get a, an appraisal on, say that your IRA owns this condo. Your IRA gets a gets pays for an appraisal on the condo. Then you withdraw it, and then you're 1099 for the um, the value of that condo, and you're I, and you're going to pay tax. Now that's kind of counterintuitive to why you would have it in an IRA to begin with. Most people wouldn't do that, 
what they would do instead is leave the condo in the IRA, let the cash flow come back tax deferred or tax free, depending on what kind of account it's in, and just keep rolling it and rolling it until it's time to actually sell the property. And then just take the money out as you need it so that you're not taxed on the whole nut at once. It's only as you actually need it and take it out. So you don't have to have that big tax it. That's kind of the benefit of the, of the IRA is you don't get hit all at once. You only pay tax on what you take out. Okay. Okay. Got it. And that's, of course, less money if you're 59 and over. Less money. I mean, what you're 59 and a half is when you can take the money out without a penalty. Uh, so that's, that's how that works. Okay. So then the IRA can borrow money. And then yes. who decides if I want to use the money to buy a house or loan a friend who is starting a new business? Is that just all on me to decide? Right. So borrowed money is on one hand, um, when your IRA has, you know, you've got a self-directed IRA with money, it is truly self-directed. You are considered to be the investing expert. You're the one doing the due diligence on the asset. You're the one making the decision what asset you'll invest in. We're never going to call you and say, oh, wow, here are these great investments that you should look at because we're not investment advisors. It's self-directed. And that's why our company is called you direct. I mean, named it that on purpose so that you know that you're the one in control. You are choosing the asset. Got it. What does your company uh, do? Just self-directed out and then we just write the checks from there? No. Okay. So yes and no. What we do is we, 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 from soup to nuts, we help you with your self-directed IRA. How, you know, what are your questions up front? How do you open the account? How do you move the money into it? Um, how do you change your address? What if somebody dies? You know, what if you've got an inherited IRA? Um, you know, all these different things. Oh, I've got a property tax bill. What do I do? Or um, maybe my condo you know, needed, I uh, had to pay HOA dues. How do I pay the HOA dues? So we, and then from, from just beginning of the account, from cradle to grave, we take care of the IRA and, and deal with you one-on-one -on, -one on every single thing. So, so that is what we do. Um, yeah. So what was the other part, what we don't do? I was going to say, so then we just get like a checkbook and then we would just write checks out of another, another mistake. Okay. So maybe, uh, maybe you have a checkbook, but when you open a self-directed IRA, it doesn't, it's not like a gift with purchase, you know, <laughs> it's a, uh, your IRA could invest in something called an IRA owned LLC, sometimes called a checkbook IRA. So it's, it doesn't just automatically come with this self-directed IRA. It is a special thing that you set up. So you have a third party, not you create this third, this LLC. And it's not just like, Hey, you're going to open a company. You go to legalzoom.com, create an LLC. It's not that kind. It's a special purpose LLC. Sometimes it's passed through and it has to have certain language in it. So it's not a typical LLC. You need to go to somebody that knows how to set these up and, and someone who knows what kind of language needs to go in it. So your IRA, you reach out or you reach out to somebody to create the LLC. Your IRA buys a hundred percent of the initial units of that LLC. All right. So the money goes from the IRA account to the LLC's checking account, and now you've got checkbook authority, and you you can write checks. But do you want to? Is this something? It's a lot of responsibility with this because now we're not looking at your deals. What we would be looking at your deals for, incredibly important, is what's called prohibited transactions, right? So if you commit a prohibited transaction, if you're, there's a prohibited transaction in your IRA, it is game over for your IRA. So one of the things that we do here is look at your investment. And if we can ascertain that it is prohibited, we're going to tell you and, and probably not fund that deal. I mean, if we know it's prohibited, we won't fund it because we don't want you to have your entire IRA dispersed to you with the potential of excise taxes and penalties 
that come along with committing a prohibited transaction. So it's important to know what prohibited transactions are. Yeah, what are some prohibited transaction? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's having any personal benefit. If any, any disallowed person, remember the people up and down your family tree, they can't benefit. So your IRA can't make a loan to your spouse so that they can start a company because that would be, get it? Like right, that would be right, a disallowed right. person having personal benefit. Okay. Uh, your kids need to go to college. Can you, can your IRA lend them money for college? No, no. they're disallowed your IRA. No, okay. your IRA buys that condo. Guess what? Your uncle can live in that condo, but not your dad. Or your kids. Correct. Exactly. Or your, yeah, exactly. Right. Cause if you want to, some people want to buy that condo across the street from their, their college that their child is going, but then they can't live there. Their child couldn't live there. You're right. You're right. So incredibly important to know. Another prohibited transaction is, is of course, doing business with any prohibited uh, or disallowed person, but also offering what's called services to the plan. So a disallowed person, say a father, it, we had this experience was a, a real estate agent and was acting as the as the broker on a transaction. So the son's IRA was buying a piece of real estate. And as we flip through, you know, the, the, the forms and look at all the pages, we see dad's name as the broker like what? No, <laughs> that's a that's a disallowed person offering services to the plan. But in this case, it's prohibited for two reasons. One, because a disallowed person is attempting to offer services to the plan, which he didn't do ultimately. And the other one is because he also wanted a commission and that would be a disallowed person having personal benefit from the IRA. So two strikes, you know, so we didn't fund that deal uh, because it was, uh, it was a prohibited transaction. So when you've got it, when you have an IRA owned LLC, you need to steer clear of prohibited transactions. When you've got an IRA owned LLC in California, you pay $800 a year to the franchise tax board for the privilege. Like, ouch, that's a lot of money. So it's expensive. And the, the opportunity to commit a prohibitive transaction is, is pretty high. So you have to really ask yourself, the checkbook IRA, do I really need it? Does it really make sense for me? You know, do your due diligence and we can, you know, we'll talk to you and tell you what we know. And then you make your decision if that's right for you. So the checkbook IRA means that you would have to open an LLC. Yes, your IRA would create a special purpose LLC. Now, if you don't open a checkbook IRA, yeah. what's the alternative then? Well, this is what 95% of our account holders do is they say, hey, I've got a bill to pay. We've got a form called a DOI, which stands for direction of investment. So here's a DOI that I filled out, which has got the same sort of like, like lines to fill out, like a check, like here's who I am. This is how much. Send it here, that kind of thing. And you fill out a DOI form and you give us the supporting documentation, which could be um, an invoice or our purchase offer or a note or a private placement uh, doc, you know, documentation, whatever the documentation is for that asset or whatever you want dispersed, you give us those two things. And then we review and disperse. Oh, so you basically are the ones that are dispersing the money. It comes from the IRA directly and not from the LLC, correct? Got it. Okay. And most of our account holders do that. Are there a limit as to how many checks can be dispersed a month? There's no limit. I mean, we do for, for UDirect IRA services, the first 12 checks are free. So that's nice. So we don't charge for that. The first 12 a month or? A year. Oh, a year. Okay. Yeah. But if you own a property, I'm thinking once a month, you got to pay the property manager. And then there could be plumber fees and electrician fees and things like that. It could add up pretty quickly. It could. But when you've got a property manager, they're managing the property. So your renters, it's kind of cool, really. Your renters can write their checks to the property management company, not to the IRA. Otherwise, they would write the checks directly to the IRA. But now they're writing the checks to the property management company. And the property management company is doing the accounting. Like if there was ever an audit, they would go to the property management company to check it out. 
And so the property manager can hold a reserve for things like plumbing or we take out their fee and so forth and then send the, the delta, you know, the balance over to the IRA, maybe quarterly or, or monthly, whatever you, you know, how, as you direct. Okay. And they keep their fees so you're not having to write a check for, for the property management fee. Got it. Yeah, property managers, if, you, if your IRA owns real estate, a property manager is your IRA's best friend. They're going to fix the garbage disposal. They're going to fix the uh, water heater that breaks it on a Saturday at 3 a.m., you know, that sort of thing. They're going to take care of all that. Got it. Are there any pitfalls that you've come across, things that the listeners should know when it comes to self-directed IRAs? Right. Pitfalls. I think I've, you know, covered a couple of them, which is just to know that your IRA can make a down payment, but it has to be with a non-recourse loan and those proceeds could be taxable. Understand that. A pitfall is understanding really what self-directed means and your involvement so that your expectations are set correctly. Um, And to another pitfall, a huge pitfall is when people don't do their due diligence. So here's how you do it. Super easy, right? Mm -hmm. You go on, you Google the person, you Google their name and the word fraud after it. We had an account holder who was about to invest half a million dollars, but if she had gone online and Googled that person's name with fraud, she would have seen that the person she was about to lend her half a million to had actually been incarcerated for two years by the SEC for stealing money. So do your due diligence up front. That is a huge pitfall when people don't do their homework and they invest without really checking out their asset. So you put fraud behind the name? Yeah, you just Google the name with fraud, sure, or or there, you know, on our website at udirectira.com, uh, on the right-hand side is a list of uh, various um, authorities that will, if it's a security, that will be able to tell you, like, if they're a bad actor. Now, you were saying about the recourse loan. Isn't all of California a recourse loan on mortgage, though? Yeah, it's a non-recourse loan. I mean, non-recourse, non-recourse loan? can mean a lot of things, yeah. Just like escrow can have different meanings, too. But what this... It's specifically when, when a non-recourse loan is referred to with an IRA, it means that there's no recourse against the other assets in the account. And it means that there's no recourse against you as the IRA account owner, only the subject property. That's what it means in the IRA term. Okay. But I thought that California is a state of, you know, of non-recourse loan when it comes to It properties. may be, but that's a totally different thing outside of self-directed IRAs. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Does it have to be a specific company that does loans for IRA or just as long as they do non-recourse loan, then that's good? Right. Well, so th- th- that's the thing. And, I, and if you email me at info at udirectira.com, I'll send you a list of non-recourse lenders for IRAs. Again, not a list of people we endorse, but just for your convenience. Because if you go to your bank, you go to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, they do not do this kind of loan. They will not make this kind of loan to your IRA. So there are a lot of specialty lenders. They portfolio these deals a lot of times, and, and that's what will happen. So you know, you can always ask them, hey, will you do a non-recourse loan to my IRA? But sometimes a loan officer will misunderstand. We've had deals get all the way to closing. This loan officer thinks they're getting a commission and this account holder thinks they're going to about to close on their IRA purchase only to find out er, they don't actually make that kind of loan. So you want to make sure that it's, you're very clear up front about what you need for your IRA. Tell us a success story that you've had. Well, we've had so many success stories, you know, um, really the success, it's, it's, it's a very simple thing. Like we have people uh, buying real estate. We've got this uh, one gentleman who opened an account with us, probably we'd been open just a few years and he, um, you know, was, was working at a job, but he knew enough about real estate investing. So he just, he would find good projects. He would do his research. He found good deals that he invested in as private placements, had a couple properties, but mostly private placements is what he invested in. And he, every time something would pay off, he'd go find a new deal and find a new deal and find a new deal until now he's at retirement age 
And, and so his nest egg is pretty significant because he started off with a small amount, but now he has a giant amount to invest. And that's because of, of great due diligence and finding the right opportunities, which you can only do by doing your homework. That sounds wonderful. So tell us how we can learn more about you and get a hold of you. Absolutely. You direct us all over the internet. We're Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, we've got an Instagram page, um, you know, you name it. uh, We're all over. So, so you can find us. In fact, you can like our page on Facebook, you direct IRA, uh, and then see that like our, we've got a great blog there's so much you can learn there, but our website is the best place, which is the letter U, you direct IRA, com and info at is our is our email address so that's the best way to get a hold of us we're happy to help happy to answer your questions now you also offer a free report on your website tell us about this free report right well the free report talks about the generalities of self-directed IRAs a lot of repeat of what we've gone over here uh, today it also goes into specifics about different asset classes that we haven't discussed such, such as precious metals how does your IRA invest in precious metals? What's allowed? What's not allowed? Like, for example, you might be surprised that your IRA could invest in a, in a maple leaf, but not in a Krugerrand. Mm. <laughs> you know, so we, we go into the why on that in our special report. And then do you have meetings or is it just all online information? Right. Well, UDirect IRA Services doesn't hold meetings because we don't endorse any particular uh, investment, but sometimes we'll have parties. We'll have networking parties in Southern California where we just invite everybody and people show up and, hey, maybe they do business together. But we have uh, great opportunities for people to meet one another. Oh, nice. Thank you so much for being on the show and kind of demystifying this whole IRA conundrum, I guess. And I truly believe that the reason why people don't know more about this is because companies like Merrill Lynch and, you know, the big conglomerate companies don't want you to know that you can invest in real estate. They want to make sure that you invest in the mutual funds that they have. Well, you know what they'll do? They'll tell you, no, we have a self-directed IRA and you go, great. And so you open a self-directed IRA with them and they say, sure, you can pick any stock you want. And it's like, no, no, no. I wanted this. I wanted a truly self-directed IRA that lets me invest outside the stock market. Oh well, we don't do that, but it is self-directed because you can pick any mutual fund or stock or or bond that you wish. So you have to. They play that little game, so watch for that. Exactly, they keep you in that little rabbit hole, and you can't get out of it. So, listeners, I hope that you learned something today. Call Karen; she can tell you so much more about what you can do with your IRA. We can help you figure out what real estate investment that you can invest in so that you can now create more money exponentially in your IRA. Thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate you being here. And all of your information is in the show notes. Uh, Please call her and you have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. And listeners, until next time, keep on growing and keep on learning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Until next time, have a wonderful week.